People of Earth, how are you? My name's Al. I'm here with my friend Joe. Hey, Al. Hi, Joe. Together, we do this podcast called Kinda Right. And uh, we're entering our second century. Yes. Show 101, show 100 was a lot of fun. We did with uh, old Dave via remote. Next time we do remote, it'll sound even better because I got it figured out. It's not hard. It didn't sound <laughs> very. It didn't sound bad. It wasn't that bad, but it sounded like he was on Skype, and I know how to do it on Skype, so he doesn't sound like he's on Skype. And actually, we're going to try. And we said this. We're going to try a couple other apps first and forward, uh, foremost, uh, the Google fucking Hangouts. And I'm going to I'm going to give him a little two channel board and one of these exact microphones. Well, I'm going to Florida Saturday. Oh, you are. Yeah. Oh, so. the postponed trip. Wait, yes. When you were going to Florida, wasn't see? I thought you were going because he was starting some new treatment, but you were just going for another visit. Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, this is just a. Visit. I don't know how to answer the question. Okay. This is just a visit. I was going to Florida so that I could see other the other people I got to see in Florida. Oh, I got. So you. now I'm going back to Florida before he goes to North Carolina. Because I got a North Carolina trip on the 21st of February. Okay. So you're still going to see Yak this time and Chris. And is Yanni down there too? Yeah. And the other Chris. Two Chris's. I got two Chris's, a Yanni, a Daryl, an Ira, a Yak. Who's Daryl again? I can't remember who Daryl is. Daryl's my uh, concrete guy. Just bought a house. Oh no shit! That's little, uh, little fucking Plymouth down there in Inglewood. Yeah, what's Daryl? Daryl Fortardo? No, no, Gadetti. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Big D. So he bought a house. He's is he doing fucking concrete down there? No. Is he retired? No, he's he's uh, going. He's leaving his guys and going down there. That's why my foundation's not done yet. But I'm saying, how huh, Daryl? He's leaving his guys and going down there to live? No, he, he goes down there and... Oh, now I got you. He flies down there He's like just every hanging other out. week. I mean, wintertime. Good for him. Fuck out of here. Sounds like my boss, man. <laughs> he's, he's got somebody that uh, he trusts enough that is, seems to be doing fine. Can run the shit. Yeah. So they're, um, they're starting mine... It's tomorrow, Wednesday. They're going to put the walls up. There's no fucking way they're going to be able to pour it because it's getting crazy here. It's going to be... What, it's going to be cold or something? I haven't heard anything. Wednesday, it's going to be a high of 33, dropping a 15. Thursday is a high of 12. You're talking about this week? Yeah. I paid no attention to the weather <clears throat> now that I have nothing to do but Well, I usually drive don't. And go to I've work. got a foundation. No, I know. I mean, when you're doing... When so you they can't pour unless it's 29 degrees and rising. That's the right. That's the rule of well, thumb. They certainly ain't going to be pouring the next few days. So <laughs> Thursday, Friday, look like it's going to be 24 as a high on Friday. So Saturday's 36. They probably won't pour on Saturday. Monday's going to be 48 and wow. raining. Spotty showers. Well, it's no fun to do that in the rain. So maybe they'll pour then, but even if they pour... It's not going to get backfilled, so that means that if Eric and Scott are going to frame, they would have to 
you know, it sucks framing like that. Right. You follow what I'm saying? What? Nothing. Is it making noises? No, I'm just getting a little hum that I don't usually hear. Huh. Here, I'll put it on a... Wacky. Put this down here. Well, you got an iPod too, huh? No, that's a... That's a... uh, Yes, iPod. iPod. Not an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. I mi- I didn't realize they were still making iPods. I can't fucking. I used to love out. iPods. Well, I still have two of the other ones. Yeah. That aren't. I want something where I can have it, sort of on the dash, and you plug it into the fucking radio, and you're able to find. It has. This looks like the screen on this fucking thing looks like, because it's got all kinds of little, you know. Uh, Right. I don't know what I'm saying. What am I saying? I don't know, man. I just remember when I had an iPod, it changed the way I listened to music. I really liked it, the way I could categorize everything. I like having See, iTunes on my computer. It's got a million fucking... Oh, my God. It looks like a fucking phone. Right. It looks like a phone, and I'm, I'm like, what the fuck is... I, all I want... I want to play music. all of these things. Right. It's got a fucking... Uh, it's got a map thing on it and a fucking clock. It looks like that god-awful Windows 8 on your iPod is what it looks like. Yeah. And you know what it doesn't have? is iTunes. Come on. I'm serious. It has iTunes Store, and that's it. Like, so how do you even get fucking songs on this thing? So you, you have yet to get songs on it is what you're saying. Right. So, I mean, I know if I open iTunes, this thing will want to, like, immediately fuck the iTunes on the computer. Well, it'll which, suck all the which I, music out into, the, into that. Yeah, but I don't have it set up. Right. I have 13. I don't have, I don't have enough room on this fucking thing. That's 32 gigabytes. Yeah. I believe I have 110 gigabytes of songs. I, I've asked you this before. I, ha- I, got I hate these. I should have never bought it. I got one of these with my, all of my music library on it from iTunes and all my discs and shit. But it has the old FireWire hookups. So it's like a half a terabyte, like fi- you know, 500 gigs. But it still had the FireWire on it. There's a fucking drive in there with all my music on it, but I can't connect to it. Can I take the drive out of this and pu- that, that thing and put it into something else like that and access it? Because the FireWire to USB, Probably. the FireWire to USB adapters are bullshit. They don't work. You know what I mean? It just doesn't work. You need like an old tower that has. Uh, you know, I bet I, I think I have a tower that has fucking FireWire on. But it. what I wanted, what I want to do is be able to eventually get it onto another dedicated laptop because that's what I used to have, and that laptop shit the bed. Oh, I know. It's I don't have phone with a fan on there, killer. Oh. That's why I'm hot. The other one. There we go. Might have to fucking get out a fucking dust thingy too soon. As long as you keep them running, you don't know. So we uh we started this podcast because we like talking to each other and it got us a chance to get together and we thought we were pretty smart, but we found that what we like talking about was current events, so I'm going to talk a little current events. And the Donald caved, but did he really cave? And 
Roger Stone. Roger Stone is such a badass. He goes in front of reporters. He goes, if they told me, if they just told me to come in, I would have turned myself in. At least I could have had a fucking suit and tie on in my mugshot. Because <laughs> they rousted the poor no, bastard at 6 a.m. and he had on a fucking polo shirt. You know what I mean? They had fucking 20, 26 agents, 17 cars. Two helicopters. Oh, and CNN just happened to be there, and CNN is claiming that they were there because of good uh, journalistic investigative and work. He knows Bullshit. They got a fucking they've phone told call. Them, they've already met with him. They've told him that you're a person of, you know, whatever. He's a person of interest. Yeah. So this is just another fucking government. And, and they got him for lying. Again, yeah, this is the... You know what? They have him for shit, too. Yeah, he's going to beat it. Uh, out of all of them, Roger Stone is going to be the Roger one to beat it. Roger ain't going to jail because Roger doesn't lie. Well, he certainly... And he also said, I will, well, not, bear, I will not bear false witness against the president as a little jab to old uh, Michael Cohen. The thing about Roger Stone is, is that he is a fucking believer. Oh, yeah. He's, a, he's got a tattoo of Nixon. Nixon's face on his back. Yeah. He's serious about this shit. Yeah. And I don't believe that... Like, they're trying to say that he lied to Congress, but he was on... Another thing that you, you know, your lawyer will, will tell you, because he's got a team of lawyers, of course. will tell you never to do is go on, go on any TV show after you've been indicted. And... Uh, He was on, jeez, um, I think he was on Fox. But then again, it could have been CBS. He's so into Nixon that he did the, he did the Nixon pose coming out after his Well, and of course, arrest. none <laughs> of the charges have anything to do with collusion. Well, of course they don't. You know, just, just another... So people on the right are saying that it's an indication that the investigation's winding down, and people on the... Far left, I say, no, actually, it's just the opposite. Yeah, well. Get ready. Get ready for what? This fucking thing is over two years old. I still, I swear, there was a guy on Dan Bongiorno who spelled it out in fucking plain English. The, the whole Mueller investigation is a complete ruse to cover up... Um, the, the shenanigans that were going on inside the intelligence community. Yeah. And, and President Obama, and it just happens to have Hillary there. Right. Like, it's not, it's not there to cover up Hillary. It's just she's being helped out by this because Obama was involved with looking into the Trump campaign and doing it illegally. Yeah. And they got pretty much caught. And then the two people that have been the loudest, this Clapper, James Clapper, and the guy that bears my last name, uh, John Brennan, yeah. he, uh, th who both hate Trump, by the way. Yeah, totally. Um, are in this fucking balls deep. You know, and that this intelligence community is just, uh, I don't know. You'd have to go listen to Dan. I, I got to find his name. Fucking, and the whole shutdown 
being over. Sounds like old Donald shut it down, uh, ended the shutdown to divert headlines from other things. <laughs> he's no, he's no dummy. By the way, he's gonna shut, he's gonna shut it down again. I'm telling you right now. Five nine two twenty two hundred. Who cares? I, I, I have no idea who that is. Put your phone over there. Well, I use this when I give I me give I me one the of them uh, mics, would you? While you're putting your phone away, the. Uh, Dan Bongino. You got to go see Dan Bongino on YouTube. And he says, just look at Dan Bongino. Oh, Obama, Mueller, and the biggest scam in American history. Dan Bongino. It's B-O-N-G-I-N-O. And if you listen to this thing, it's 36 minutes long, but he details it. Now, it could be all fucking bullshit, of course, because a lot of stuff, of course, is. But it makes so much sense, you know, that it, it's, it makes so much sense that it's almost, I'm like, how could it be wrong? Right. Now, of course, that's not a, you know, that's not a, a way to prove that something's true. But, I mean, it just, it makes an incredible amount of sense as to why this whole Mueller investigation was started. And it wasn't to go after Trump. They don't give a fuck. It was to go after, it was to, it was a, it's a, a fucking head fake. Right. Look at the shiny thing over here. Totally. The, the Russian collusion. Absolutely. And, which is why there is no, there is no Russian collusion, and, I mean, they're trying to get... One of the things they're saying is, well, Stone uh, was trying to get information from the guy who knew Julian Assange. And I'm like, well, wouldn't Hillary's team be trying to get information from the guy who knew Julian Assange if it was all about Trump? You know, if they had, you know, Trump's equivalent to uh, John Podesta's emails? You don't, you don't think Hillary would be doing that? Right. And her team of fucking scum? Come on. Uh, John Podesta is the worst among them, and also one of the most vocal since the whole Roger Stone thing. His fucking stupid head has been everywhere. Yeah, he just he looks like con- he just needs to be kicked in the throat until dead. Who's worse, John Podesta or fucking Paul Begala? Who needs to be beaten worse? You know what I mean? Uh, <coughs> Although but I wouldn't mind Podesta. having a couple beers with P- Begala. He's at least funny. Podesta's just a fucking cunt. Yeah, he looks like a that worm. He looks he looks like a fucking worm. Pagala's got that big cheetah fucking smile. The Cheshire cat. He's Cheshire, Cheshire shat cat. fucking Cheshire smile. Yeah. And he's you know, so he smiles and he immediately looks like he's full of shit. Yeah, which is fine. He's a he's a fucking uh he's a public relations guy, right? He's not a lawyer. Well, he and the ugliest man alive Snakehead got Bill Clinton elected. Now look, Mary Madeline would tell you that old Snakehead is not the ugliest man alive, that he might be the sexiest man alive. He is a strange looking dude. You know, Mary is, I shouldn't say that. Oh, go ahead. Say what's on your mind, Joe. That's why we have a podcast. Mary was attractive at one point. Listen, everybody gets old. She's still attractive for an older gal. 
No, no, it just it went really bad. Listen, you put a bag over her head. Some and you people bend just kind of get old, and they still look like the person they used to look like. I bet she does Pilates. Some people look like they fell off a fucking cliff. And hit she does face Pilates. First. I bet you that butt and bounced on eleven ledges on the way down. The little fucking tattoo on the face. small of her back probably still looks good because you know she's got one. You know what I mean? So the tramp stand. But Paul Bogala and uh, Snakehead James Carville got Bill Clinton elected. So <laughs> James Carville was a genius back then. You can't talk about, uh, and of course George Stephanopoulos, who people forget, is a. Well, he was the first press secretary in that um, administration, wasn't he? Because uh, he was the mouthpiece for the campaign. He was the first press secretary. And I don't was, know. He was. And then it I was, think he was more than that. Then though. that other guy, Mike Mick something, was uh, he nope. took over for Stephanopoulos. There was also a girl, Dee Dee Myers. Dee Dee Myers was in there for a little while after George. But I thought George was like senior advisor. Director something. of communications. I'm gonna look it up. I, I'm fascinated by all that. I love. I love the whole. The whole. That's why they got. That's why the TV shows. The TV shows about the presidency are so popular because it's always an ensemble of characters around them. So, like, the West Wing was huge. That Julia Louis-Dreyfus show was huge. There's a bunch of other president shows. It's because there's just so many interesting characters who these guys surround themselves with because you have to. You know what I mean? The, the president is the torchbearer, really. And you got to, in order to be an effective president, you got to be able to, well, you got to be able to delegate, but you also got to be able to realize what your shortcomings are. And you got to hire people who you can listen to. And as soon as they start fucking up, you got to get rid of them. And that's why the Donald is actually a pretty good president. He's not afraid to get other people in there if somebody's being ineffective. You know what I mean? Whatever his definition of ineffective might be, well, it's probably a broad fucking definition. But there's a lot of people that have come and gone, yeah, already. And that's okay. But to me, that means that's a dynamic presidency. Yeah, because somebody's not working out in the job. I'm telling you, like right I think now. Obama had the same fucking people, unless they quit. Obama's first two years was as chaotic. No, no. It was still chaotic. Bill Clinton's first two but years they, was as but chaotic. They had the same. They kept most of the same people. Yeah, for a while. Uh, Bush Jr. He had Andy Card for a long time. But all these guys, nobody goes eight years with one or two chiefs of staff, or one or well, two they, mouthpieces, or one or two secretaries it's of defense them that leave the chief of staff. It's a horrible job. It's the worst job in Washington. Because literally. You're the you're the go between between the president and the president fucking yells at you because he says I wanted to see that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why did you fucking blow him off? And yeah, no. So chief, it's it's like a it's like a no win. I think the chief of staff actually gets paid more than the president. Probably. <laughs> By the way, president's still clocking in at four hundred grand. I'm pretty sure the chief of staff negotiates his deal. The president gets his fucking pay. By law, the staffers. You know, everyone cuts their own deal. You know what I mean? The character who's... Uh, has he named a permanent chief of staff replacement yet? I don't know. Kelly's not gone yet. I mean, I... 
You know, Al. The attorney general is still uh, is still open. It's the guy. The guy who's doing it on the interim basis is a fucking Trump guy, man. So maybe he'll stick around. He's an interesting character. They're all interesting characters, and you know, most of these guys are lifetime Washington guys. And Trump knows that, even though he's not a Washington guy, you got to have some fucking Washington guy. I do like I I like how he started out with having a lot of generals around him, but he doesn't seem to be getting along with all that. <laughs> <laughs> All these generals, you know? Well, because I believe that they like to go to war. Yeah, Trump knows that war is generally bad for business, even though the old war. adage was war was good for business. No, I mean, It used to be. It's not that way anymore, you know? Not in the age of... It was, it was good for business right after World War II, which be, World War II sort of began... Begat Korea. Which be, sort of began... After the Great Depression. So the war was good, and then after the war was good. But that's about it. Well, I mean... War is uh, war's terrible. Well, war's hell. <laughs> I mean, not to be fucking... No, I, well, I mean, it's, ter- it's terrible... It's not good you for business. Let's face it. don't want to go start any more new wars. I guess it's good if you're Halliburton. I don't... I, st- I, th- I guess... And I we, mean, if you you say that those guys are war criminals for a variety of reasons, but one of them's got to be because of the financial gains that, you know, Dick Cheney's cronies made. Supposedly, you know, you're separated from it when you're, you know, in charge or you're working for the government. But they made a lot of money over there, that Halliburton. Well, apparently Hall- Halliburton is the company you call up and you go, okay, we need to set up a town with it. With a hundred thousand people in it in three weeks, so we need a post office. Well, we need a infrastructure. we need a fucking uh, you know we need a hundred thousand fucking beds. We need uh, bathroom facilities. We need water. We need we got to have some fucking McDonald's and. Well, Halliburton builds super highways too, but yeah, you're right. Well, and they're you know also I mean? into the oil infrastructure, right? But yeah. that's. Apparently, they do. They build those. Kind of like a, kind of like a, a Bechtel. They know how to do. Yeah, big, I think they're the they very similar. Big they're shit. competitors, actually, Halliburton and Bechtel. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a handful of others that we haven't heard of. By so the way, those they're are the competitors, people. but I bet you there's a little collusion there. <laughs> well, I mean, it, back it's and not forth. good that Halliburton's. You know, Dick Cheney was the CEO of Halliburton, and then Halliburton. After 9-11, we went to war, and then Halliburton was just balls deep in both of those conflicts. Not to totally change bases, but did you see that Christian Bale's take as Dick Cheney in that movie that's out now was winning all kinds of awards? I for just him too. saw it's, it's him it's as get- Dick Cheney, and he looks just like him. You you saw the movie? No. Oh, I saw a trailer. Wasn't it great? Doesn't he, he look just, like just fucking like him? Christian Bale is amazing. He's a fucking... The kid's the kid. He's a little younger than us, not much. But the guy's been around since he was a kid in that Steven Spielberg fucking movie fucking way back. Uh, Something to do with fucking China, golden something. But, uh, of course, he did his turn as Batman. He was fucking in American Psycho. That was his first real... That was when everyone started noticing him. That guy, by the way... When you talk to him, you can't you wouldn't you can't understand him. He's Welsh. 
You ever hear him speak with his actual accent, not his fucking acting American accent? It's so fucking thick, you can't understand a fucking word he says. So like, more kudos to Christian no, Bale. Can, yeah, I've heard him speak. He's English, isn't he? He's Welsh. He's the same thing as Sean Connery. No, Sean Connery, Sean Connery is fucking Scottish, you nitwit. I thought he was Welsh. No. Oh, yeah, you're right. Sean Connery is Scott and proud of it. Fucking no. Uh, do, do you remember? What's his Sean face? Sean Connery did a Christian Barbara, Bale's definitely Welsh, though. Sean Connery did a Barbara Walters interview. Oh, yeah. It's where he said to Barbara, well, it's okay to hit you. You got to smack a chick around to yeah. get her into fucking line. Yeah, you're you paraphrasing. Know how it is, Barbara. You're paraphrasing. Yeah. But, uh,. And she was fucking horrified. Well, she asked him directly because and he there was, was not kidding. He was like, not yes. kidding. Yes, yes. It's okay to hit a woman if she deserves it. <laughs> you know it what was, I mean? It wasn't that either. But yes. it was. It was. It was kind of like it was that. okay to you know if they get hysterical, you got to smack them. Otherwise, you know they go out of control. But you know, <laughs> never with a closed fist, only with an open hand. Mick Mulvaney is the acting chief of staff. Oh, okay. I mean... Incumbent Mick Mulvaney acting. Fuck it. Oh, I guess he's going to be the chief of staff. Oh, good. I don't even know who that is. But I don't know. Sounds familiar. I mean... Yes. Hello, Miss Moneypenny. <laughs> I, I pretend that I can do imitations. Well, I no, really I can't. Can, I, I don't even try. Cause it's, oh, by the way, speaking of him, I made my wife... Over the holidays, we did a uh, we had such a good holidays partying and watching movies, and so we were going back and forth doing movies, making each other watch favorite movies, and of course, all the favorite movies she made me watch, I've already seen twenty times with her, like Mean Girls, and fucking Home Alone, mm. and Mean Girls, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Home I Alone too. Right, I made her watch. Uh, the Untouchables, which is not really steeped in huge fucking actual history because the Sean Connery character did not exist. All the other guys did in the movie, believe it or not. But the Sean Connery character was totally made up just for the movie in order, you know, to move the script along. And uh, he won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. What was the name of the movie? The Untouchables with Kevin Costner as Elliot Ness. Remember Robert Stack yeah, yeah, in no. the play? No, I wasn't Elliot listening Ness? to you. I was looking at. Do you know? Of course, you weren't listening to me. Why would you listen to me? We have a talk show where both of us talk. Well, you were talking. Go ahead. And fucking cunt. Nobody's listening. That's all right. There's only been thirty. I was hoping to elicit a response from you about the movie The Untouchables, which is the world's shortest two-hour and twenty-minute movie. It's that a good fucking movie is over in a half hour and it's two hours and I twenty minutes long. It in a long time. Dude. So good. I made her watch it and she's like, Yeah, that was a good movie. I watched it's not her thing. Bohemian Rhapsody this weekend. In the movie theater? That no. kid is gonna win Best Actor. He, he won was good. He won all the other awards. Uh the, he won the SAG Awards and he won the Golden Globe. Romy something or other. He fucking looks just Rami like Romy Malter. Yeah, yeah. Malter? An unknown, which is what it should have been, an unknown playing him. Imagine Sasha Baron Cohen was almost going to play that, and they couldn't get, he couldn't, he didn't like the script or whatever. He's too tall, too. Way too tall. Fucking Freddie Mercury was a midget. 
Yeah, Freddie Mercury and wasn't tall. Did this kid do his own singing? That I don't know. Is I don't, it possible that he did? Because you can't so. replicate. You can't fucking copy Freddie There's Mercury. There's some great voices, and I don't know if I've done. Although, wait a minute. There is a guy. Good. There was some footage at the end. There's a guy. You know, they, they, because uh, I bought it. And there was a guy that, uh, they had half an hour of fucking shit. And there's a guy that sings just like Freddie Mercury. Looks nothing like I him. I believe it. Sings just like him. Well, there's not. Look, so look. I think he filled in where, I don't know, where there might have been copyright shit. Yeah, I don't know. If you're a tenor, you're a tenor. If you're a mezzo-soprano, you're a mezzo-soprano. If you're a baritone, you're a bar- baritone. But listen. And if you're a Freddie Mercury fan and you hate Muslims, Freddie Mercury was a Muslim. Oh, I didn't know that. He was also a life. He had. He was also fucking highly gay, and he had a life partner. Well, after he was a hundred percent gay, he had a life partner who they, he was with forever. But he contracted AIDS in the early days of AIDS, HIV, and now then it's AIDS. still. It's still. He was still touted. That doesn't really matter. He was bisexual. But he had I guess it, a life partner, and it was a male. But he had like all a, you got to do is do a little research. He, I don't uh, know if they touched on upon that in the movie. If they no, didn't, you know, then they, the movie was factually incorrect. They didn't. It wasn't. You know what they didn't want to make? They made a movie about his life, yeah, and well, about his his singing his career, music, yeah. And they made it. You knew that he died of AIDS at the end, yeah. And that's all. You, you know, we didn't have to do a. He was he lived the lifestyle of a homosexual. He if he could have been married to his mate, he would have been. Now that being said, I don't want to get into all that shit and I might have touched upon this and we don't always talk about music on this show. I wish we talked about music more and I wish Farouk Bolsara was Freddie's name. And he was a um Serbian? Not Serbian. Uh, a uh, no, he was an Indian, but he was a he was a he was a, Indian, I a Muslim was. Indian. You Which know, pa- all Pakistanis Pakist- are Muslim all, Indians. All Pakistanis are is Muslim, Muslim Indians. Indians. Yeah, definitely. So he was f- from India. He I was could, born you there. Know, I could be completely full of uh, shit. I think he was born in England of Indian parents. To me, he looks more. Uh, he was born in the Sultanate of Zanzibar. In India. That's in India, isn't it? In September 1946. September 5th, 1946. Wow, he's a couple months younger than my dad. Well, I know. Isn't that fucking crazy? He could have been my dad. Listen, as far as singers go in rock and roll, okay? I'm a rock and roll fucking expert. I know you are. There are... Three people to me, the holy trinity of vocalists in rock and roll. And they are separate but equal. And it is Freddie Mercury, Chris Cornell, may he rest in peace. May Freddie rest in peace as well. Chris Cornell killed himself. You know who he is, right? The Soundgarden guy who hung himself last year. Black Hole Sun. Black Hole Sun, dude. If you listen to his... Total canon, everything that he's recorded, he's operatic. He's okay. amazing. And Paul Rogers from Bad Company. Those are three flawless vocalists. 
flawless. And each of them could sing what the... And by the way, Paul Rogers toured with Queen. Paul Rogers oh, was shit. in Bad Company. He did a band with Jimmy Page called The Firm. Well, he was in fucking Free. He, I mean, Paul Rogers is amazing. And he's still doing... I bet Paul Rogers is older than my dad, too. All these guys are fucking getting on to be 70s and shit. Chris Cornell, Freddie Mercury, and Paul Rogers. There's no better vocalist. And the three of them are... I every time I listen to them, the I get goosebumps. The other two, I know Bad Company, of course. And Chris Cornell. No, I, I don't know too much of uh, Chris, Chris Cornell. Cornell. Well, but... The I'll amount of music that you own and you've listened to, yeah. I would I have to like. Yeah, listen. It's I'm a very subjective three. It's totally subjective, obviously. Although, it's totally subjective, but I have a good argument. If you like <laughs> Queen, it's very hard to not put Freddie Mercury. So I always used to play this game with people who are interested in music. wrote most of this shit, too, by the yeah. way. Yeah, and I used to play this game with people who are into music just for the pure fun of it. So sit, put together your fantasy rock band. And your fantasy rock band has to be a lead singer who might play a little piano or a little guitar, but he's basically a front man. A yeah. guitar player, a bass player, and a drummer. That's it. We're talking about a rock band. No fucking keyboards. And Freddie Mercury was always my guy. You don't think... Always El number one. You wouldn't put Elton John... Up in with Freddie Mercury. As far as vocalists go? Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I think Elton John is a fantastic vocalist. He's also probably the second best rock and roll piano player in the world. He's excellent, and I will, I See, will give you that. I think I'd have to do... He's not Freddie operatic, Mer though. He's not operatic. That's the only problem. I'd have to put him in... Well, he's all, he's all rock. No, uh, but what I'm saying... rock. Or, no, but what I'm saying is... is Freddie Mercury, Paul Rogers, and Chris Cornell could could all have been great tenor opera opera singers, meaning they they belted out lot wide wide loud range. ranging. Their ranges shit. go from high C to low C. You know what I mean? It's like like technically they're. And I will give you well, probably by the high way, C to low C over several octaves. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. And you get kudos for. Picking Elton John out because I agree with you. I think Elton John is a God-given talent. I also happen to think he's the second best piano player on the planet, next to Paul Schaefer. It's tough to... Uh, <laughs> Paul Schaefer's number one rock and roll piano player of all time. You know who Paul Schaefer is, right? Yeah, the, uh, the late, late Night with David Letterman yeah, band. But he's, before that, he was on Saturday Night Live, and before that, he was on every fucking recording ever. Paul Schaefer is an amazing dude. Another gay man, by the way. What is it about faggots and rock and roll? <laughs> so anyway, doesn't matter. They can they can sing. So I used to sit there and try That's to figure why out. The world needs gay people. I used to sit there and figure try to figure out because I had this poster when I was in college, something about Dear Mister Fantasy, and there was some fucking show that. John Lennon, Keith Richards, uh, and the bass player and drummer from the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Oh, no, no, the bass player from Cream and the drummer from Jimi Hendrix, Mitch Mitchell, Jack Bruce on bass. The four of them played some fucking festival 
a one-off show, and it was like a fantasy band. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I so I, Freddie Mercury is my guy, right? Without a doubt, if I got to pick a drummer, it's John Bonham from Led Zeppelin. Some people like Keith Moon. Some people like uh, Ginger Baker from Cream. Who, by the way, is not hard to replicate. To me, when you're talking about drummers and the greatest, who's the hardest to actually reproduce yourself? And John Bonham, by far, is the hardest guy to master. You can look at the music, because he didn't write it, but you could look at somebody's transcription of his drum music. You can't play it. You can't play it. It's like Hendrix on guitar. You can't well, and I, play Hendrix. Knowing absolutely nothing about uh, drumming. I, that's all I hear is that if you want, if you can play like John Bonham. John Bonham is my hero. I've tried to rip him off. I've I use his sentimentality a lot, but there's no you can't. He was he either made a deal with the devil at some point. Hey, somebody has to be the best ever, right? Somebody has to be the best ever. George Michael. George Michael was a great rounds singer. rounds up my top three singers. George, I'm not gonna. Who, so, All three homosexuals. So you got Freddie Mercury, George Michael, and Elton John. I'll tell you what, I'm it's not, not going to argue. Top three, is fucking it? awesome. Good top three, Joe. All now, those I, guys will be I in my like top ten or my top twenty. Too. So if you don't I love like George, George Michael music, then I love George Michael. Why would music? you like George Michael singing? You, look at me. I'm a George Michael fan for a reason because he's, he's excellent. Fucking singer, excellent. He's also dead from fucking sucking dick and drinking. Yeah, no, but he, he didn't died die. at fifty-three of natural of drinking. But he didn't die of AIDS. No, he died of drinking and sucking dick. His fucking immune I don't think system he didn't was die com- from sucking dick. He died from partying, and partying when you're a gay man includes sucking tons of dick. You know what I mean? But did he have AIDS? I don't know. I, what he listen? I'm sure old George. I don't know. I, I don't want to. I don't know. He died. He died at fucking fifty three. He had a heart attack from partying too much, and part of partying too much. No, he died from drug. He died from drugs and alcohol, Joe. Coke and booze and cock. <laughs> he was cock drunk. On top of everything else, I like your top three. So so far, I got. And you want to try to not put two guys from the same band in. So now you got... I got to go with Freddie Mercury as front man because he was so good. John Bonham. Those two might not mix. So now we need a bass player. And a lot of people would say John Entwistle from The Who. Could go with John Paul Jones from Zeppelin, but Bonham's already in there. So, you know, I start to look at other guys who like were like studio guys. The guy I'm going to go with is uh, Mark James from Level 42, which is, I, that's a fucking weird reference. And then you, then you need a guitar player. So how do you fucking pick a best guitar player? I, I don't you can't. You, you can't. You just can't. Because you know there's so many guys with so many different styles and so yeah. many, you know what I mean? You can't pick a best guitar player. I think you can much, it's much easier to pick a best vocalist. It's easier, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think so. 
because it's just I don't know. It just it just is. Look, I, I listen. You can I, pick Brian May's fucking unbelievable. He's awesome. Now Stevie Ray Vaughan. I love Stevie Ray Vaughan, but I love that that music touches me emotionally. Now listen. So I, Stevie Ray Vaughan to me. Is probably my favorite guitar player, but I love fucking Eddie Van Halen, too. Oh, Eddie Van Halen's awesome. Now, listen, Stevie Ray Vaughan, the other thing that people forget, and maybe, you know, you remember, Stevie Ray Vaughan played on that Let's Dance album of David Bowie's. Yeah. And, it, and, and just flavorfully and just totally different than anything he ever did. So he was, he had range also. He had oh, range. Now, could, I think nobody could make more sound come out of that. A fucking strategy. The guy could stretch. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah, but not just with his shredding, but he could make one note. No, I'm talking about one note go of, as long as you fucking it could possibly go. The amount of sound that guy to cut, got to come out of a Stratocaster yeah. was fucking phenomenal. So Stevie could be in the band, but my guy is going to be David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. He's going to be my guitar player in my band. Now, Neil Young could be in there, too, but the I mean, reason why I'm not picking Neil is I don't want to take Neil to take any time away from Crazy Horse. So <laughs> Crazy Horse is my favorite band, Neil and Craig. You, you haven't gotten much into Neil, have you? Well, I, I like Neil's uh, whatever album had the Hey, Hey, My, My song on it. Yeah, there was Live Rust and Rust Never Sleeps was the studio album. So Rust I Never listened, Sleeps. I had Great those, album. Yeah. Like, almost wore them out. Yeah, yeah, albums. good and shit. Had, and I mean, we're talking like high school and college, and I haven't really listened to much of it Yeah, those are late since. 70s albums. So, and I haven't gotten back into Neil, but I think Neil's incredible. Neil's awesome, and people go, ah, listen, he's not really a great, he's not a great, good singer. Right. He's not a great singer. He's a good vocalist. Well, what he is, is he's a, he's a musician that touches people, right. which is really what you want to be. By the way, my A number one favorite musician is Neil Young. Believe it. I don't know if you knew that about me. Neil's like a I got a lot of favorite musicians. He's my A number one. That's the guy well, for me. And also his personality is my, he doesn't want anything to do with this fucking fame shit. And he lives on a farm in Ontario He's or something. He's communist, but that's all right. He is, you know. But that's okay. His fucking wife is fine, by the way. Well, he probably... You know who his wife is? You can afford to get a new his one. His second wife. Everyone his second. It's almost time know. for a third one, because his, his second... His trophy wife's getting a little long in the tooth. You know who his trophy wife is? No. Daryl Hannah. Oh, no From shit. Splash and from uh, uh, fucking... She played the one-eyed bitch and the no-eyed bitch in Kill Bill. Remember? Yeah. How fine she was in fucking Kill well, Bill I 20 that. years well, ago. She was in Splash. Yeah, Splash and Kill Bill. She I mean, that's where I, re I remember her from. Yeah, that's a good I was woman. with Tom Hanks and John Candy. Yeah, yeah. Before Tom Hanks and John Candy were anybody. Before Tom Hanks was Tom Hanks. Well, that's when he became Tom Hanks. No, nah, not really. Well, before that, it took he, a little while. That was his first movie before he was on ABC's Bosom Buddies. Yeah. As cross dressing guys. Who right. We're only cross-dressing because rent was cheap in the all-women's apartment building. <laughs> cross-dressing will get you noticed. You know what I mean? Dustin Hoffman and Tootsie. He didn't win that year in the Academy Awards. That was a somebody great else, movie. Tootsie was great. Robin Williams is Mrs. Doubtfire. Which, you know, by the way, 
He didn't look like a woman. I watched a thing on Netflix. It's like uh, Bill Murray stories. Apparently, Bill Murray just like shows up at people's, you know, fucking birthday parties and shit. And just like walks in, like crashes. I like, yeah, but he walks in and like starts doing the dishes and shit. You know what I mean? Like doesn't doesn't make a big scene right. or anything. Just starts helping, and then somebody walks in and goes, "Fucking Bill Murray's washing the dishes." It's awesome. and everybody's like, "What are you?" I was just gonna say seven thirty, and here they are. Look who is! I wish I knew there was two of you. I would have brought another microphone. You have to share a mic. Hi, Ivan. Hi, Gab. How are you, buddy? Hey, Joe. Go, Joe. Go like this. Joe, go like this. Joe. So, at any rate, yeah, I'm not going to be a homosexual, but I was thinking about it. What are you talking about? Huh? So anyway, oh, yeah. oh, um, we're back. We're back, and we have G- the great Gabby. Everyone remembers Gabby, I'm and her back. and her significant other Ivan. How's it going? They are here, and Ivan this is a lot of fun. Glad to be here. That's cool. Thanks for coming, guys. All right, thank you for inviting us. Anything on your mind, or? Um, actually, yes. I want to start off by thanking you, Al. Cause sound good, by the way. So keep just like that. You sound great. Good. Yep. Um. You told us about the Trulia app. I downloaded Trulia it. Trulia rules. Two weeks later, we got our first apartment. Oh, good. So and that's where? why we haven't been here in like a little while. New Bedford or whereabouts? On Belleville Ave. Oh, cool. Not the shitty side, like yeah, the right, right. hot dog side. Sure, I got you. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> we were looking on Craigslist and you know word of mouth, trying to find an apartment. Nothing worked out. And right. the very first lead on Trulia ended up coming through. No, it was awesome because... They would contact you. You would say, like, oh, I'm I'm interested in this apartment. And they would notify you when there was um, open houses or anything. It was awesome. The landlord contacted me. I didn't have to do anything, and I liked that. So uh, is it just you guys in there, or do you have another roommate? Oh, no. no. Oh, just us. Yeah. Just us. So is it a one- or two-bedroom? One-bedroom. And what are we paying? Seven fifty a month. Fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's High why New Bedford too. rules. How can you beat that? You can't beat that. All hardwood floors. You can't even ceilings. get a room in someone's house. Like, there's a lot of places. Like, you truly is cool, too, because you can, you know, if you're a young professional and you, you know, you're fucking need to be by the, 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 the uh, commuter rail in Kingston or Situate or even Hingham, you can get a room in a four-bedroom house, but it's going to be a grand or 1200 just for the room. Way too and you're going to be splitting, you know, you, you still you're going to be splitting the uh, the uh, utilities and shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, So I'm, ah, that's good. I'm, I'm happy for you guys. Good. Yeah. Second nice floor, price. third floor, first floor? Third. third floor. All right. Well, it is what it is. Save you know? a lot on the heating costs because the apartment's below us. Yeah, yeah, when absolutely. When they turn their heat on, it sure. rises right up. And what is it? Ga- is it gas there? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That's cool. So, uh, um, I know Gabby's already filled us in, but you know, I have short-term memory loss because A, I'm old. B, years and years of alcohol and drug abuse. <laughs> so please tell me how you guys met again. Do you want to tell this one or you want me? You say it this time. <clears throat> All right. So Gabby, when she was 17, I believe. What? Enjo- enlisted in the military. Oh, okay. Yeah, it starts right there. So she's 17 years old. She enlists in the military. Um, she ends up meeting one of my best friends named Brandon Moore. 
Um, my mom says that we were in like a play group when we were little. She knew his mom. I grew up with this kid, went to high school with him. He joins the same military unit. So they know each other for a while. And Brandon went to UMass Amherst with me. Okay. So one night we're getting ready to go out. We're going over to this frat party to get ready. And he says, um, hey, I have my friend from the military, Gabby. She's visiting. Um, she's going to come out with us tonight. So yeah, okay, cool. You know, whatever. It's UMass. You meet a lot of girls. Um, so it was, um, what was it? it was actually, it was October 23rd in Amherst. Wow. So like during the fall, it's not too cold. Yeah, yeah. It's better um, with remembering days Probably the best time. By the way, UMass Amherst grad right oh, here. Hell yeah. Did I know that Me you too. were up there? I don't think so. I, no, I was just visiting. I I oh, you were there. just visiting. Yeah. Joe was there too. Great. Go ahead. Keep nice, going. Nice. So um, I've, uh, I'm over at this fraternity house. We've been having a little drinks and I see this girl come through. She's got a like, nose ring in. She's got a lot of tattoos. In particular, she had a Plenty of ink. sleeveless yeah. shirt on. Come on. And she had this tattoo of this, um, these vines right in your upper arm. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember um, thinking to myself, like, that's not the kind of tattoo that you just get just that one tattoo on your arm. Oh, you know? right. I was like, yeah. she definitely has this more, could be tattoos more of that. than that. I'm trying to see those. Yeah. And, um, you know, that night, I was the one who got pretty drunk, mm -hmm. but I put my number in her phone, and then, you know, we got to talking, and one thing led to another. That's great. So did you get out of UMass with a degree? Yeah, I graduated um, December 2015. All right, cool. Yeah, a while ago now. Good for you. And, and uh, so what was your degree in? So I studied construction management. And, awesome. Um, yeah, I had these ideas, and I'll even call them at this point in my life ideas of grandeur, that I was going to own a construction company. Um, I had a couple classes in civil engineering, too. I like buildings. Yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately, what I didn't really do any of in like high school was like self-reflecting and thinking about what I really like, what I'm good sure, at. Sure, yeah. My dad's an engineer. My dad's dad's an engineer. Okay. So I just assumed like engineering, mathematics is sure. going to be for me. But I like talking to people. Yeah. And then I was thinking like maybe I'll own a construction company, try and maximize my capital gains yeah, with yeah, my knowledge yeah. of math. What I actually wish I studied was sales and marketing. Um, I work in sales mm. and marketing right now, and I got a job right out of college. Sales and marketing, but not in the construction field. Right. So when I was in school, um, I had to work in addition to support myself in school. I never had a chance to take like an unpaid internship at a construction company. Sure. And when I graduated, I was applying to like Suffolk, Gilbain, Turner, large construction companies. They wanted me to intern for free for a minimum of six months, 40 hours. And it really wasn't financially feasible to work for free for 40 hours and get another job to support yeah. myself on top of that. So I went back to um, a job that I had one of the summers in college at a car dealership. And they got me doing marketing and selling cars. And that was my first sales experience. Sure. And then from there, I really just took on to sales and never looked back. Good for you. Any um, inclination to go back and get an advanced degree in marketing or anything? Do you think you need might need it or? I'm actually I got my sights set on getting my MBA. Um, good for you. Not not what you're getting probably a year, a year or a year and a half from now. My yeah. daughter is graduating in May from Husson University in Bangor, Maine, and she was in a program that uh, you can get your. Uh, BA, your your bachelor's degree and an MBA in five years, but she oh, did wow. it in four. Oh wow, she was busy then. So she's, but she's she's got fucking twelve weeks to go, and she's gonna do it in eight semesters. Of course, she was working over the breaks as well, doing you know yeah. credits and stuff over winter break and summer break. But I think the MBA is really a good way to go, oh, and yeah. if you can do it, do it because you'll be 
highly, set. highly marketable. And if your company helps pay for it and sort of front the tuition, because then in yep. turn it's an investment back in that company, but that's really, well, that's the only way that I could see getting that done would be yep. if the company backs me. So the company that you're with now is 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 there a future in it? Or are you looking to are you looking to move on and upward? Uh, or what are we doing? I appreciate you letting me do this. So I work for a company called Boston Bioproducts. What we do is we manufacture buffers, plates, media solutions, and other life science reagents for awesome. hospitals like Dana Farber, MGH, um, as well as private biotech companies. Healthcare biotech is a huge, exactly. huge industry. And um, yeah. I never plan on leaving this company. It's wow. not like that hard type of sales when I was selling cars. Mm -hmm. I'm also a licensed realtor and I also sold life insurance. Cool. And that was it was good experience, but I don't like that that hustling kind sure. of sales. So now I'm sort of nurturing relationships with customers. That's what sales company, is all about, relationships. I'm gonna yep. stay here. Yeah. I uh I was a self-employed painting contractor for years where I... Independent contractor? Independent okay. for myself. And uh, now I work for a commercial painting company. Technically, <laughs> I'm an estimator, but really I'm a salesman. And what I'm finding is, is it's all about relationships. You yeah. have to establish relationships and build relationships. Basically, so I get last look at these prices on these big projects. But... That's what it's all about is relationships and fuck the hard sales and that's mm -hmm. nobody needs yeah. that. We're all salesmen at the end of the day. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. So if you're comfortable with what you're doing, that's awesome. I'm happy for you. Oh, Good job. You. Good for you. Yeah. I, know, I, knew that you I don't think he has to get naked with the customers like you do. Well. I don't have to believe <laughs> well, me. What kind of Nobody's painting? Looking. It's commercial. Commercial. I'm in, I'm in the commercial construction business. You know what I mean? Pours paint over. Joe's in the residential. On the Joe's in the residential com construction business, which I was. You know, he and I were colleagues. I didn't. You know, I was a subcontractor of Joe's for for Jesus Christ. It had to be twenty, almost twenty years. Felt like that. Thank I God mean, you went away. I mean, <laughs> I gave him the guy who replaced me, by the way, and he's way better at it than me. Well, he cares. He I cares. didn't really care. I didn't really Not care. Not at the end, you didn't. What I really cared about was if the check didn't bounce. That's what I... <laughs> and that's what's good about old Joe. He, uh, Joe pretty much trips over himself to pay everybody. Well, you don't want to get you don't one be, of those bad raps. You don't want to be owing anybody any money, right, Joe? No. no. Especially if they're crazy and they'll come to your house and chop you up. Gabby, what's going on with you? What's new with uh, the work world? You still doing the healthcare thing? Yep, and it's I like the job still, but I don't get paid well at all. Yeah. And right now I have my cars in the shop and it's close to 2 grand for it to be fixed. Oh no. So like I'm losing what's wrong so much it's a freaking Volkswagen, so... Oh, say shit. no more, say no more. Yeah. Burning oil. This is the third time I've had to bring it to the shop, and it was close to a two grand fix. So my next step, I'm pretty much thinking about just torching the thing and <laughs> collecting insurance hey. money. <laughs> now, is it... This is something you bought used? Yeah. Well, I got it from, like, a sketchy dealership in Dartmouth. Was it a buy here, pay here? Oh, right on Route 6 in Dartmouth. It was called <laughs> Scott's, and now they the guy got... Um, Indicted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who among us? I don't know how I wasn't one of the people that got ripped off, but he scammed people by taking their um, deposits, never giving them a car yeah. or anything. So I don't know how I lucked out. I feel like he almost did scam me because for like 
two weeks straight, I would call every day and be like, hey, so am I getting this paperwork? Like, what's happening? And they were so sketchy. They're out of business now. Yeah. Uh, I would I would bet. Well, you would hope, anyway. either way, my car just keeps breaking down on me, and now I need to get a new car. My dad's even saying I should get a new one. I'm like... I can't just have another bill now, now that we have rent and everything, so... Why don't you just... Have you given the people money that you brought the car to? Not yet. She owns the car. No payments or anything left on it. Why don't you just leave it? Just say, you know what? I can't... I don't you have any money. You can never go back to well, that mechanic ever again, then. Just bring him your fucking... <laughs> oh, bring him, your, bring him the title. <laughs> just mail him the title. Yeah, just bring say, it down. Say, you know what? I'm Fuck really mail. sorry. Just bring it I don't, down. I don't well, have any money. I would want to trade Does it that in. Happen? Or just torch it. I've done that. I had a. Well, it's, if he put two grand in it, he could certainly sell a car for two grand, right? Actually, one of the several cars that I got it. gifted to me by Joe or his father, <laughs> they always <laughs> ended up me just giving somebody the title to take them away. Remember the. What the fuck was that thing? A, not a Grand Am. What was the Pontiac? Something. That black thing? So you got from me or my. No, my from you. Gave you a Ford Temple. That was a Temple, but I got a black car from you. That was Anna's. Uh, that fucking thing. What was it? Broke the fuck down. It was like a grand. I want to say Grand Am, but that's not right. No, it was. It's. It was an. It's an old Chevy name. Yeah. That I'll think of it. So while. whatever. I had. It was my third car, my beater car. I always like to have three cars, you know, one for her, one for me, and a beater. So this was the beater, and my ex sister in law was in town from Holland and I gave it to her to drive for the week. And That's I get what a I got. three cars. And I call well I used you have way more than three yeah. cars. So I used to call her. Well she called me and she goes her car. Uh the car just died on Commerce Way over by Walmart and you know what I mean? That whole yep. colony place thing. Mm -hmm. She goes, It's not it's not doing anything. Nothing's coming on. So I go over there and uh I fuck around with I it. I literally like, just had that thing all and I'm like fixed too. No, no, I had it for a year before it died. We had it for a year before it died. The well, maybe the, that's the wiring harness went. So I said, uh, "Get in the car." I left it there. We beat feet before the fucking cops got there. I got a call from the uh, police station and the people who towed it yep. to say, "We have your car," and I went, "All right." I'll be down tomorrow, and I went with the title to the guy who towed it, and I said, oh my God. here you go. It's all yours. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. Because the the $2,500 wire. No, it was like, great. He, he got a couple hunch for it. You know? right. Well, wouldn't the time to sell it be right after it's repaired, and you know that if someone else test drives it, it's not going to break Well, that's right a problem them. with selling Real shitty cars with the lemon laws and stuff. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's real shitty. It just has these major problems come up periodically. Well, that's a car you want to just leave with the guy that fixed it. Hmm. Yeah. Have him do a few other things. I think he'll buy it off of, offer. Have him do like hmm. $3,000 worth of work and then go down and just give him the title. <laughs> then he'll feel better. Yeah, because then no, you know see, we'll be the able to flip is, it. The point is, I didn't get to this part. I need a new job before I can buy a new car, a reliable, good well, car. Well, I can help out. Yeah, but <laughs> I, funny. I still need a, more money. That's the point. So I'm thinking about applying to this other job called Arbor Community, 
where it's basically I'm doing the same thing, but there's more into it, more like community services. I'm working with different type, like behavioral health and the elderly still. Right. And so right now I'm only making twelve fifty. But Arbor Community, this girl that I work with who also works there, who's telling me about it, she said I'd probably start at like 17-something. Well, so that's like, way better, isn't it now? you got a degree, yeah. too. Yeah. That's probably more in line with what you should be making, yeah. I would imagine. Mind you, this would be my seventh car, so I'm oh trying to God. make it my like last for a long time. Have you had a bad, you bad, had a bad luck. luck with card? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that car I mean, a Malibu? Who has a, that, no. I would no. like a Malibu. Wait, is a Malibu nah, it was a Chevy. It, had a, it was like a Monte Carlo. It was a Monte Carlo. It was there a late it. model Monte Carlo. There it is. There it is. Come on. There it is. I love that car, but it lasted a year. It is. It was what it was. It was the third fucking well, car in the fucking family. I got her that after she destroyed a, a Subaru... Um, Literally destroyed it by driving into a ditch and being on the five no, o'clock she, news. She rode a. Uh, <laughs> there was a lady with cancer that had twins in the back, and she was on the phone or something, and she she kind of forced the lady off the highway, and then she went off the highway. This was on the highway. Yeah, and she oh, had made. Scary. She hit. All, it wasn't just on the highway. There it was were on helicopters. The news. Those news helicopters were up above. <laughs> And you know, I found out. And it pans out and it shows the 18 mile backup on fucking Route 93 or 95. Not really, no. She wasn't paying attention. She was texting, is what she was doing, and she never admitted it. And uh, I got a call from Wayne down the street. Yeah. And he goes, Hey, I think your daughter's on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked, sure enough. Not for a good reason. Oy, they. And they weren't making her out to be very, uh, you know, my this son, idiot dem- kid. <laughs> my son demolished his. He had a nice. He had a really nice pickup. But she truck. crashed the same car twice, and after that, I said, uh, "We're done with that." My son, less than a month ago, demolished a beautiful GMC t- pickup truck. He wasn't texting. What he told me what happened. I believe him. Somebody texted him. The phone buzzed, and he kind of lost track of it, and it went on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he went to look for it. Oh, no. He didn't reach. And he said in between the time that he looked for it and he looked back up, he was on the other side of the road and he fucking clipped a uh, telephone pole and he just went, it just went right down the fucking left side of his car. He was so okay though, right? He was fine. Okay. And he got the, the he was close to home and the fucking front left tire was folded under and it was a nightmare. And then we told the insurance company that... Um, a deer popped out from the woods, and he swerved to avoid it, but didn't hit the deer. Mm-hmm. Usually, that means it still goes on your collision. But they were yeah. like, oh, th- "My agent is a friend," and she went, "You know, we're going to put this in as a comprehensive claim and see what happens." Lo and behold, it made it all the way through. He paid seven grand for that truck. After they took his five hundred dollar deductible, they gave him sixty five hundred <gasps> for the fucking truck. Nice. He would have got the full. The full value That's, back that he paid I'm for. I'm getting it. some ideas for He got $6,500 back for that truck. What's, what about and he doesn't have to pay it's not bad. Uh, not, uh, uh, a surcharge. He had to pay the deductible, obviously, but not a surcharge. Yeah. Lucky, lucky bastard. Mm-hmm. He what? broke even. He basically broke even. But he also pays up the yin yang for insurance because he's 18 and a maniac. So just for that. Mm-hmm. 
uh, one car for him to drive it was thirty three hundred for the year, which he wrote a check for. Must be nice to be. He's a machinist. Okay. So he graduated from OC and you know, OC. O'Connor. Uh, he graduated there last year. He was he's a year ahead of his peers. He was in school a year a year younger, but no interest in college. But he's got a full time job as a machinist, so he makes so decent coins. Seems to like it. He makes like eighteen bucks an hour, and uh, which ain't bad. And it's forty eight hours a week, not forty. So eight, eight hours day. a week or time and a half. So his take home pay is really good. Plus, I don't think mom's charging much to live there. But uh, she's so going to have to start paying him soon because my in. child support's almost over. I know. <laughs> what if we stage like an accident and Gabby side sweeps a telephone pole and we say there was a mother with her child and the child ran into the street and Gabby heroically swerved to avoid the child? Huh? Yes. And then and then there's just hey. enough damage done to the car that the car would be considered totaled, but the child is alive, thank God. Do you think we could work with the insurance company and get, get Listen, some more I money? You, get you just have to think it through. You guys just got to think it through. We'll be right back. Hold on. Yeah, we're back. We were just talking about Joe cutting out early. Sometimes he, uh, you know, when it's time to go, it's just it's, night, night. it's time to go. So you guys, he was at the Christmas Eve party where? At your aunt's? Yep. My auntie Donna's right yeah. on Long Pond Road. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Al's wife. Yeah. Yeah. Old Al. My dad's sister. Yeah. And... His brother-in-law, yeah. Al is his, Alan is his brother-in-law. Right. So you had to drive him home? He didn't Uber home? That's his new thing, by the way. He Ubers. That guy I mean, never leaves home, and when he does, he's Ubering. Which is smart. Which, by the do. way, Uber is amazing. It's To me, it's a mi- fucking miracle. Like, when it first came out, I'm like, ah, this is only going to work in cities. Probably won't even work. It's, it's working everywhere. It's working yeah. everywhere. Real safe. It's amazing. Now, I went on my honeymoon in June to Orlando, and I did not rent a car, mostly because, you know, guys like me, they don't give credit cards to anymore. So I Ubered everywhere. Worked and out. You, yeah. you could Uber everywhere in Orlando at Walk around, any time Uber, of day. That's all you really have to do. From where I stayed to the parks was about an $11 Uber. To back to the airport, it was less than a $20 Uber. I tipped oh, everybody. Wow. That's so it convenient, was, too. I tallied it up at the end of the week. It was way less than renting a car for the week. Oh, Uber is yeah. a fucking miracle. Yeah. Even now, when me and my wife go to like my parents for a birthday party, I live, in, I live on uh, Main Street in Kingston. My parents live over here, not too far from here. Again, a $10 or $11 Uber ride. We're Ubering mm-hmm. yeah. because who needs Why to... Why not? And if the car crashes, it's not your car. It's not your problem. You well, know? yeah, but who needs to be, you know, the whole drinking and driving thing is... Yeah. Yep. It's beat. You know, Tuesdays and Thursdays notwithstanding. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> the other thing is, is... Well, I got a straight shot from here to my house in Kingston. I go up over by Market Basket, turn left, yep. go right the fuck all the way down there. Go by the mall, and at the bottom of Smith Lane is my house. Oh, there's no cops. You yeah, know what I that's mean? That's an easy drive. I'm probably not going to be swerving. You know what I mean? It's the drive home back to my dad's because my I'm borrowing my dad's car right now, so we have to go back there. It's 
a lot of turns. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's a long ride through Rochester. Yeah. And do you Just go through Rochester yeah. from here? Yeah, you got to go through all Rochester into roads. a Kushnet. Yeah, it's really makes you focus, though. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the other good thing about Rochester is just there's only two full-time cops on at any time. Yep. They're not going to... Chances are you're not going to... They're always in the same cop. spot, too. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> Remember when that guy got me in Rochester? Yeah. For speeding? They're near, like, that library. Oh, right in the center. Yeah. Yeah, There's yeah. always one right there. As it's such as it is, Rochester Center, which is <laughs> mm-hmm. not much of a center when you think about it. No. By the way... I don't mind Rochester. I, my wife was born in, Ra- well, born in New Bedford, but, you know, raised mm-hmm. in Rochester. And I like Rochester. And she's like, I never want to fucking go to Rochester again. I could yeah. see if you grew up there, why it would grate on you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't hate it. But, oh, my God, it's bad. so quiet. You can't even, at night, you can't even hear a highway over there. You know what I mean? Yeah, the I had some friends that lived there. stars in it, you know? And I remember we would just... Pick up, go in the woods, try and make tree forts and everything. She lived in Rochester, so I used to have a lot of sleepovers there. Yeah. So I liked Rochester, too. Yeah, no, it's... it's Well, listen. It kind of just reminds me of a cushion. I was going to say, honest. Rochester <laughs> and a cushion are the same fucking thing, really. Yeah. You know, woods I mean, the closer... the closer cows, you, and that's it. The closer you get to, you know, uh, Cushion Avenue and Ashley Boulevard over on that... That side of a cushion, yeah, obviously you're getting into the city, but mm-hmm. even still, most of a cushion it yeah, does not, is not Rochester. dissimilar to fucking Rochester. Right. You know? Neither of them have traffic lights. A cushion it doesn't have any traffic lights. Last time we talked about the Pondo, I forget. Have you, ever, have you yes! been to the Pondo yes, since then? Yes, I've finally been to the Pondo. I've been a few Did times. Did you bring now. Ivan? Oh no, my god, the fucking Pondo rules, right? Yes. It's like I walking went, into somebody's parlor. I was a plus one for my friend's Christmas party there. And oh, it was wow. Open bar. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, what'd you drink? Miller High Life? What did you drink? Bud Light? I mean, everything. No, tequila, shots. Like, oh I was my god. going hard because it was open bar. Had to. Did they have food from the Pondo oh, they, there yep, too? They were making pizzas. Pizza's good there. The best. Yeah. The the thing that's cool about the Pondo is the. Fr- it's like they're all they're like old school Catholics or something. Friday night fish fry. They got on they Wednesdays get- they do uh, chow mein. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big plate of chow mein. And then they also have uh, uh, some Eastern poker league there once a week too. It's an interesting joint. It really. Is. Oh, and you can play horseshoes. And cornhole there in the summers. Oh, see, I haven't been in the summer yet. Yeah, you got to go I'll, in the summer. I'll be doing that for sure. Yeah, the place fucking rules, let's face it. And then mm-hmm. right up the f- corner from there, you, have you been to Lloyd's, the little corner yeah. market there? The only problem with Lloyd's is is booze. Everything is $2 more than <laughs> everywhere else. Yeah, I haven't been there in but a long time. But it's a cool time. store, and the deli's awesome. It's near the Country Whip, right? No. no. Well, it's... You know, as the crow flies, it's not that far. I don't think you've ever been to Lloyd's. Okay. But it's if you go on 105 down to Main Street and a cushion it, the country rips right at mm-hmm. the end there where it g- goes back up into Rochester. I mean, technically the Pondo is a cushion it, but. Yeah. I don't for all you, you know people area, out there though. who are bored to tears about a cushion it in Rochester, mm-hmm. fuck off. We like that place. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
I also work in New Bedford proper, but where I work in New Bedford is like north, 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 north New Bedford in the in the, uh, the oh, business like park. Off 140? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's Near right. Santander, kind of? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly where yeah. it is. You know where the registry is? Yeah. Oh, the new yeah. one. I haven't been to there's the There's a registry one. there, and the, now across the street that. from the registry, there's a New England Farms gas station mm-hmm. with the cheapest gas Anywhere in Massachusetts, it's literally cheaper than anywhere. It's what? right today. It was like two eighteen or two nineteen. It was two twenty one the other day. Oh. I've been watching it steadily go down. They opened like two months ago, it's steadily going down. And I don't know if you know Lloyd's in Rochester was bought out by New England Farms. Oh, but I didn't the know that. deli in that New England Farms in New Bedford Business Park is run by the guys at Lloyd's. So you can get a Lloyd's sub over there. Business partner kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting, and uh, it's weird driving in New Bedford, and it's weird you drive in that parking, and you're like, this ain't New Bedford. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like highly wooded. They even have because uh, it's close to Lake. They even have canine. Well, it's Freetown. It's yeah, like Freetown, Freetown right. Lakeville, and if you look, it's fucking Dartmouth. If you go up on Google Earth and look back down, it's like. Part of Dartmouth. It's it's just weird. It's just, just weird. It's a full fifteen Isn't minutes from downtown there? to Bedford. Isn't that where like Copacut Road is? Ooh, I don't know that road. Remember, like, you don't you ever heard of the myth of Copacut Road? No. What's, What's the myth of Copacut Road? Because I've explored in the woods. I've seen like old foundations of My like farms. My friends and I, when we were younger, like it would always be a thing to like go on Copacut Road one night, drive really slow down um, the paths, and because there is was, it a like, dirt road. Yeah, it turns into one when cool. you go off road. It it turns into an off road part of it, and you know the, it's supposed to be a haunted road that you go down to. You're supposed to see ghosts and everything, haunted and you know ghosts. there's like myths that there's like you know cults there, killing cats and humans and shit. They had that in Plymouth too, down on Old Sandwich Road. It turned into a dirt road, but now it's not even a dirt road. There was this old haunted house. Have you ever heard of the ponds of Plymouth? It's like this huge development now. Everything down there that was in the ro- in the woods and dirt roads and everything, now it's just developed. And that fucking haunted house is now like a restaurant or something. Aww. But like I remember going there and it would be like, we're going to go there. You can hear an actual baby crying in the well, that type yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it I would feel be like, like every be town like, has that haunted road yeah. that and it's everyone likes to go down when they're younger, when they're it's 16. All gone you like, finally get a car. You're like, let's go to Copacut Road tonight at midnight. Do you sort of, I know Gabby is big into like the ghosts and all that. Do you buy into like ghosts and spirits and Not all Ouija boards? Okay. Not oh, so you're just like all. me. Oh, so now you're outnumbered today. Yeah. Fuck you guys. Not <laughs> at all. Like, you guys I used are to. Crazy. <laughs> I was ac- we actually did the Ouija board as a kid, but it was to just to freak out the younger yeah. kids. No, no, I don't believe in any of that shit. I'm, me neither. I'm a, sh- I'm a show me guy. Yeah, I got. Where's the evidence? Like I also don't believe in God. Me neither. And I was raised Catholic. Were you raised Catholic? So my you mom was Protestant. See- my dad was Jewish, and I've been bombarded with both religions oh, okay. my whole life, and I'm an atheist. I'm sorry. Your dad was Jewish. Mm-hmm. And your mom it's was Protestant. Protestant. Christian. Were you raised with e- my mom. In anything? Or? Yeah, so I was actually confirmed Protestant. Okay. Um, but we would celebrate Christian holidays with my mom's family and the Jewish That's holidays cool. with my dad's family. Yeah, but... My I'm, brother I'm married into <laughs> a, actually kind of a strange situation. My brother was 
raised Catholic like the rest of us. He was quote unquote born again, and then he, I think, sorry, Dave, I don't know if that's the right. He, but then he married into a uh, a family where the where the father's side of the family was like Israeli Jew, and his the 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 maternal side of the family was like Filipino Catholic. So oh, wow. his wife is like a Filipino Jew mix, and they raised their kids Jewish, which hmm. is interesting. It's like a totally cool American story. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, and he's a unique individual in that uh, he has a firm... He actually taught, you know, whatever the <laughs> Jewish equivalent of Sunday school is. He actually taught that as... He never converted. He's not a Jewish guy, right? But he's just like practiced it. But he's spiritual, and he he understood the Bible. You know, he understood the New Testament and the Gospel, and he understands the Old Testament. And uh, he he will he can just spout on any religion that you want to know about. You know what I mean? Oh, and by the way, he's a financial advisor for a living, so he's hmm. kind of an interesting cat. You know <laughs> what I mean? He's a well. Oh, and if you. Uh, I'm sure you guys haven't listened to it, but he was, he, I'm trying to remember what show, in September he came in, he finally got to do a show with us, and the last show, show 100, a week ago, he remoted in, we did our first show with a third wheel for the whole show by remote. Wow. He, uh, on Skype, and it worked. I can't cool. believe that it worked. Yeah, that's he Skyped really cool. in. The only thing is, is he was using the microphone that's built into his laptop. I'm going to send him one of these and w- one of these. Yeah. And it'll sound like he's in the room. Wow. So that's pretty that's cool. cool. He's an interesting cat, my brother. He really, uh, he, <laughs> he digs us. I don't know why. But is he older or younger? Oh, no, he's younger. I'm the oldest. He's not that much younger. So I was born in May of 1968. And then uh, my brother Paul was born in February of 1970. And Dave, who we're talking about, was born in December of 1970. So I have two brothers who were born in 1970, but they're not twins. You're not even that old. You said you're old twice so far since I've been here. And God knows how many times before we were here. You're older. He's younger than both of our parents. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Yeah, but I'm old. I'm 50. I just turned 50. Oh, well, happy birthday. Last year. Yeah, 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 it was a nice, while ago, nice. but yeah, yeah, no, I'm 50, and I gotta go get a colonoscopy, and I've been putting it uh. off because <laughs> they make you do that when you're 50. Happy birthday! Yeah, exactly. It's like why, why 50? The and big, and you know what? My colon's fine. You know? Well, that's good. Well, I no, mean, I don't, don't know, know that if it is, maybe it isn't. I heard of some nightmare about some dude who put off his colonoscopy, and all of a sudden he had. I don't know. What do they call those? They had fucking, not nodes. I don't know. He's polyps in his fucking colon, and it spread to his fucking liver, and he he got over it. But it was like, if he had only gotten his colonoscopy yeah. right at 50. I think my dad has been late on his colonoscopy. My dad's never done it. Fifty. He'll probably be all right, though. No, I don't know. So when 54. you look at a guy like yeah. your dad and a guy like me, right? I'm this big, fat, <laughs> barrel-chested guy who behaves like a fucking pirate. You know what I mean? I eat and drink whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, I've exercised, and I can mm-hmm. lose weight and gain weight, lose weight, gain weight. I know how to exercise. But your father is someone who 
observes. He'll never gain weight. He'll never yeah. gain weight. He uh, he he just he he doesn't he doesn't have like all and these he appetites. Exercise. <laughs> yeah, but he does. He, he does physical manual he does labor. Physical well, yeah, labor at least once a week. Yeah. yeah, but he's built. <laughs> Guys like him aren't dying of fucking colon cancer. Your brother's we'll yeah. skinny too. He probably yeah. toned. He probably doesn't even need a colon. You know the what I mean? Whole family. Is Thank like God that. he doesn't smoke because I think guys like that, you know, all those skinny Irish yeah, guys, gonna... if they smoke, they're gonna die of lung cancer. Yeah. He doesn't smoke or anything. Your father's yeah. gonna live to be a hundred and fucking twenty years old. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Probably. He probably will. Probably one of the healthiest. His grandmother lived into a hundred and two. By the way, I don't even know if he drinks anymore. He used to drink a lot of beer. I remember that. He does he even have a beer rarely anymore? Rarely does. Yeah. And some most of the time it's me like trying to force him to have one. Like, here, Dad, have a beer. And he's like, No. I'm like, Yeah, it's not drink. his thing. I like peer pressure him sometimes. But no, if we're like like at the Christmas party, he had a beer or two. On football Sundays, he'll have maybe one beer. Yeah, your uh, cousin's wedding. He was he was a little drunk that oh, night. Oh yeah, that was he funny. went hard at yeah. my cousin's wedding. Oh, did he? How long ago was that? It was in June. <laughs> and you know he was doing gargoyles he was on the dancing. keg. <laughs> what the hell is a gargoyle? It's like when you just like squat on the keg instead of doing. Oh, like, like a, a keg? Oh, not a full keg stand. Yeah. You have um, a little more control. It. All right, that's cool. Now like I got it. <laughs> oh, Wild yeah. Bill was gargoyling. Oh, I was Bill also was open bar too there, that's and there beautiful. was five kegs. I Which believe. cousin was it, by the way? Mike, Dave's older brother. Dave's older brother. So who's their parents again? Leslie and Fred. Oh, okay, I got you. They had Mike and Dave, and Mike got married to Amy. Jesus, that type of wedding, there could be 200 people out there, and there's no friends, just all family. You guys got a huge family. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. My grandpa came down from Maine. Oh, awesome. And my aunt came down from Maine with him. All the cousins were there. So, yeah, more than half of it was just like the McCarthy side. That's cool. Yeah. I think it was like 100-something people there. It's a big wedding, man. Yeah. And um, it was at, like, a campground site, kind of. Yeah. So we all had cabins to stay in, too. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Were they heated? It oh, it was so it was summer, summer anyway. Oh, yeah, it was summer anyway. And we started, like, a bonfire there. So, like, we made a bonfire, and then everyone just stumbled back to their cabins. That's cool. Mm-hmm. My dad and my little brother, Cam, actually partied later than me. Really? They stayed up longer than I did. Oh, my dad was puking the next morning. Oh, he no. Yeah. <laughs> now, I've never seen old Wild Bill puke, but I have seen him in rough shape the next morning. And stop me if I've told this story before, but Joe's wedding in Key West. You have. All right. Have you heard this one? There's something about him falling asleep in the camper bus and waking up the next day the and where he was. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there he is. <laughs> we all gather it. No one really went to sleep. Everyone slept three or four hours. We gather back at the place, and Joe's like, I lost Bill. Has anybody seen Bill? And just as soon as he goes outside to go, Bill, fucking the, the slider door opens on the van, and he literally rolls out. And there he is. He just went to sleep in the van. For some reason, he didn't need Where did to everyone sleep. else sleep? Uh well, he had a bed in there. There was a loft there, I believe. He was. I, I think he just didn't feel like going up to the loft. <laughs> and there was like a pullout and a master drunk. bed. And then there was another place. 
I was staying down the street. And, this was uh, in Key West, by the way. Which, by the way, is a great Beautiful. town. It's the only town I've ever <sighs> been there. Have you been there? We were there together <laughs> last. Oh, cool. uh, when was that? Uh, like March? last March. Yeah, just for a day. But we I'd were on did a cruise, back. so the last stop was Key West. Oh, so you were on a cruise? Yeah, that's cool. And the cruise went all the way to Key West. It went to the Bahamas. Okay. And last stop, Key West, and then back up to Miami. That's where. So you got to de deboard or whatever for a day on yeah. Key yep. West. All right, yeah. that's cool. That's I'd fun. love to go back though. <sighs> Key West, it's is fun. Such a nice so place. It's fun. You, you know, there's all the cliche shit about watching the sunset and all that. Shit. You know what? It's all worth it. It's 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 the fucking balls. The it's, it's really all about the there. drink in there at Key West. They have all those bars. You walk around bars. drinking outside. Yeah, you're allowed to drink on the street. Open carry. Mm-hmm. And then the other, that was the other thing. We're like, when you go you go around the country, and not everywhere sells the 30-pack. You know what I mean? So like, we were trying to stock Joe and Patty's place with booze. So we go up to whatever their equivalent of a packy is. And it's like a corner store. You know, So we're starting to shop around. It's like... You got any 30 packs? They're like, they never even heard of a 30 pack. In Key West? Yeah. Never huh. even heard of it. Huh. So you had to buy like a bunch of six packs and 12 packs. Oh, you know, geez. you buy enough beer that would have cost you 50 or 60 bucks. It cost you like two or 300 bucks. But, you know, it is what it You're is. Still going to drink it. Yeah. So you stock the place and you get a couple bottles. And it's still cheaper than. Uh, just sousing at the bars, but when you're on vacation, who cares? Yeah, you know what I mean. That was a really good time down there. Have you guys been anywhere else in this great country of ours together? What was that place in uh, New Hampshire? A Hampton Beach. Oh, Hampton oh, yeah. Beach yeah. rules, yeah. and I've never even spent any time there, but I hear it rules. I wasn't oh. even 21 yet. Actually, I was just 20, so we didn't even get to like hit bars or anything. Yeah. So we just obviously bought our own alcohol. That's well, cool. I'd like to go back there and actually, you know, hit the bars this, yeah. this time. One of the, the coolest things about that beach is like right when you walk off like the sidewalk onto the beach, there's a lot of beach before you get to the water. Yeah. It might be I don't I don't even know, four or five hundred feet of just sand. Sure. And then you get yeah, to the water. I was surprised Huge how big beach. That beach. That's was. awesome. Yeah. You should take your wife up there sometime for Oh yeah, I would love to. Don't there's go one in of September, the September because the water yeah. was Ice cold. Like, we only went in there to pee. <laughs> it might be cold in the So, what, it's too. not warm yet? It must be warm in October. Well, same thing around here. Like, you go out to Plymouth Long Beach, it's not warm until October 1st. Oh, the Cape Cod Bay beaches? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That's true. Uh, maybe it never warms up. Uh, I but mean, yeah. it, it really does. Ice cold, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like mean, I was going get yourself, like, get drunk and then get sober cold. Because, you know, you don't want to yeah. pee in those gross beach bathrooms no. that they have. Might as well just pee in the water. It's, right? I mean, it's the ocean. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not shitting in it. I'm just there's peeing. enough... Listen, there's enough... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, whale municip- No, I was going to say, there's enough... <laughs> I was mu- thinking mu- whale sperm, too. <laughs> mu- municipal sewer systems that dump right into the ocean oh, anyway. Yeah. That's where they fucking dump them. You know what I mean? Right in Plymouth. They're right down here, they fucking... All all the town sewer from here, like I don't, I think even I don't know if Joe's got a septic or a town sewer, but like my parents live right up the hill over there, and it's all town sewer, and it just runs right downhill to the septic treatment plant. You know what? Not McGrath's. What do they call it now? East Bay Grill is down in Plymouth. It's right down there. It's on the waterfront. Yeah, it's on on the north side of the waterfront, and there's a sewage treatment plant right there, and they treat it. 
and then it goes out into the fucking harbor. Now, supposedly when it goes out, it's, you know. Not all. It's not like, you know, chunks Wait, of shit floating out there. Speaking of sewer, you know? did you guys hear about that fatberg? That up a little bit. Did you hear about the fatberg What's in, that? like, London, England? It's a giant, nasty-ass mess um, in the sewage system from mainly wet wipes. Oh, okay. Getting clogged up in the sewers, and they, they're calling it a fatberg. So it's everything else that you shouldn't be flushing down the toilet is also... Mm. A fat bug. What? You said London. Yeah. A fat bug. Yeah. Yeah. British so. <laughs> Never mind. So no, you, I get it. You may not believe this. No, actually, I want to show you because it's so gross. And um, look it up. The sewage people have to like dig it up. Oh, that looks so gross. So our boy Joe to used to have an it. office at 170 Court Street down in Plymouth. And again, all that shit downtown. Literally all that shit. It's public sewer. There's no septic. I uh, know uh, private septic. It's all town sewage. So it was flowing out. They had a fucking. They had a fucking. Uh, the town. The town DPW had to come up to their office and say, "Stop flushing the fucking wipes," because even if they say they're flushable, they're not. Their one little office building actually clogged the sewer at the street with fucking flushable wipes. One office? Yeah, they're not flushable. They're one off. Don't, they're not flushable. Don't flush flushable wipes because it's they're okay not flushable. For, they're okay for private septic because you're going to get that thing fucking sucked out anyway. What do we got? The fatberg. Oh, it's awful. And it goes for like miles down the, the pipe. It's one of the biggest ones they've ever so had. So how are they going to get that. rid of that thing? We're just going to attack it with raw lime or something? I mean, what the fuck Find are they going to do? Find some animal that thrives on our oh, sewage. Oh, my God. There's got to be some... The that's yeah. vile. Oh, that's disgusting. It looks <laughs> It looks not dissimilar to my arteries. The inside <laughs> of my arteries. You know what I mean? That burns. It's like the day after Taco Bell. Yeah, right. Oh, boy. There's one thing I'm going <clears> to <throat> I've heard <laughs> way bad things about Taco Bell. <laughs> it lives up to it. Oh, my God. I swear to God, one of the last times I went there, you know, the old fat, she won't know, but you'll know, the old fat, somewhere, it's picture an old-fashioned fucking restaurant or something where you're taking a piss in a urinal. Remember the big urinal cakes? Yeah, you don't yeah, see yeah, them yeah, anymore yeah, yeah. No. because everything's different. They got, it's but like the old mat. urinal cake. You remember that I've smell of urinal the urinal cakes? cakes? Yeah. Yeah. I could have sworn the last time I was at fucking Taco Bell that something I ate tasted like a fucking urinal cake, man. You know what I mean? I'm like, never again. <laughs> never again. Either somebody pissed directly into this taco meat. Or I don't know. It, 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 so I actually right now I don't have a sense of smell. I haven't for many years now. Why is that? So I That's I used to do uh, it is I used to do uh, martial arts. I was really into martial arts okay. when I was in um, high school. I was teaching it with a. Uh, I had a class of younger kids and a class of teenagers. What discipline, please? Tang Sudo and Kempo. Okay. And then I did Taekwondo at UMass. I was on the Taekwondo team, okay. and um, I took a hit to the head one night um, just during like a practice. And I got a bad concussion, and I okay. ended up losing my sense I've of smell. I've heard of this. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
but that urinal cake smell what i was gonna say it doesn't what i do remember it doesn't fully mask the smell of like that stale piss but it's like a little bit of a minty yeah. kind yeah, of yeah, sweet yeah. flavor uh, over it sickeningly so you, sweet. It, it, it's it's like just enough that you're not gagging from the stale urine yeah like now salt the, on the side the of the urinal urinals, <laughs> they have like that blue thing over it yeah right? so part of like the little mat which you know what I fucking hate about that thing? That's designed for urinal. maximal splash. Whatever angle you hit that at with your stream, you're still gonna feel like the little little driplets on your hand. That's why I try to piss <laughs> directly into the back wall of the fucking urinal and just let it go down. Yeah, stand far away and like try and get a weird angle. Yeah. My uh, friends male and I problems. went to the guy's bathroom and drunkenly took turns peeing in the urinal. urinal. Now imagine if a oh, guy was gonna go to a girl's bathroom mean? and do that. Yeah. I mean, that's almost sexual harassment. Yeah, what if a guy went to the girls' bathroom to do a that? Guy, well, we were drunk, and a guy told us, he was like, you know, now, technically, guys can, with the whole transgender thing, guys, if yeah. they claim to, you know, uh, be a woman, if that's how they feel or identify, Oi. they can go in the bathroom. So I'm like, they're like, if you want, you can go in the bathroom. We're like... You know, let's fucking do it. Let's pee in a urinal. We I went to my nephew's school play for last Friday at Plymouth North High School. And the, at least, at the very least, the public bathrooms near the auditorium are unisexual. Oh, my God. At a God. high school. Now, That's I think, how it is at now, I don't know if it's everywhere like else in the building, like, like boys and girls, but this was men's and women's. And it, they were unisexuals. The first one I walked into, there was like six young girls in it, and I went right to the other one. There was no urinals in there. I went to the other one. There's no urinals. In there. At least there was no people in there. But I wasn't going to go in the fucking same bathroom with a bunch not. of little girls. Of it felt yeah. weird. Yeah. At first, I was like, oh, shit, did I go in the women's room? And then I go and look. And I went, oh, my God, it's a unisexual bathroom with like six stalls. So that means I wonder if the whole school is like that. Now, Probably. when I went when I was at UMass, now I wanted to talk to you about UMass. When I was at UMass, I lived in Orchard Hill, the seventh floor, Dickinson. Okay. And where did you live? Uh, freshman year, Knowlton in Northeast. Sophomore year, McKimmy in uh, Southwest. And then you moved off campus? Puffton and Brandywine, yeah. Okay, I lived up. I, I rented out in Sunderland. I had a, oh, nice. a rental house. Uh, nice. My senior year, I lived my first three and a half year. Actually, three. I did the nine semester thing. Hey, I did too. Three semesters I lived... I rented with buddies. It was my band, and then later it was with my brother and his friends. Uh, but I did uh, six semesters in, in Dickinson. Oh, in wow. Orchard, same fucking floor. I moved like three different rooms. But Top anyway, floor of the highest hill. Our first year, we had the last uh, co-ed bathroom and shower situation. Now that's different. Yep, you're living with people. You get to know them, you know what I mean. Later, That's how they it still is right. Later, they went. Oh. Later, they either go by floor or by wing. Because like, because like it in Dickinson, there was a seven east and a seven west. Okay. You know, and there's elevators and a lobby in between. Yeah. So you would have to, if you were girls, you would have to go over there. If the boys would go over here, you know what I mean. Um, but that first year, it was straight up co-ed and it worked out nope there was no shenanigans or yeah. anything like that but then they ended up making a rule but that's different than the unisex bathroom in a high school you know what yeah, i mean to I me agree. that's I fucking agree. bizarre yeah 
college, supposedly, you know, semi-enlightened adults as much as enlightened fucking 19-year-old boys well, can be. They call that dorm cest. You don't want to hook up with anybody in your same dorm because then you've got to see them for the rest of the year. I hear that. Oh, shit, where you eat. As much I as didn't I hear that term before, dorm, dorm cest. Out of the dictionary. As much as I tried that makes sense, though. a lot. Yeah, it never works out. To do dorm cest. <laughs> it didn't really work out for me. Although well, we that's just like they say: don't date within the friend group because yep. you're screwing up. You're screwing over everyone else. If you guys break up, they feel weird. Like, oh. yeah, God forbid somebody give someone else the creep and crud. Someone else is gonna get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's just how that works out. It's all you a bunch of low key rules like that. Did they still have the hatch when you were there? Oh man! So they had the hatch for one semester, my freshman year, and then they shut it down under construction. Do you remember the Blue Wall or Burgers One Hundred and One? I remember Blue Wall, obviously. So they got rid of the hatch. They got rid of Blue Wall, Burgers One Hundred and One, and they made it this one big thing that's called Blue Wall. Okay. And it is amazing. Is it cool? Oh yeah, they I gotta go back. So there. much money into that, but it's like a what whole bunch it? of different foods. It's like um a dining area. Um, but it's not like the normal dining halls with like the buffet style. Yeah, yeah. But they've got like a taco station, a sandwich station, a burger station, sushi, desserts. But it's Have not. Noodles. It's not where you can oh, do your so. meal plan. You, that's right. cash only. Right. Oh. Yeah. Right. Oh. But oh, it's a dining com. It's like a restaurant inside. Yeah, yeah, you it's serve cool. yourself, but it's it's really cool. But that whole underground thing at UMass was cool because yeah, you like library, you're walking yeah. around and then you come out somewhere and you're like, oh, that's where I'm. I still have dream. I have like serious UMass dreams. I don't yeah, know if me you're too. a dreamer, me too. but I, I have UMass. Dreams and they're like where you come out and you're somewhere and it's like it's nowhere that you really were at UMass but you know in your dream you're at UMass and I also have dreams about the uh, about P lot there was a couple different P lots they it wasn't a numbered parking lot it was called P lot and you could have a P lot pass which wasn't near any of the dorms but they were on way on the outskirts so there was one way up on Orchard Hill. Where you could walk back to Orchard Hill or down to Sylvan, and then there was a P lot down by Southwest as well. But I always have dreams about the walk back from P lot. You well, know what I mean? I was gonna say you lived on the top floor of the I, highest dorm on the highest hill. Yeah, we lived at that's, the top of campus. That's Did, crazy. There was not a <laughs> there wasn't a lot of good scenery there because yeah. there was a lot of trees up there. A lot of nerds too. But if you looked out. Uh, west from where we were, there was an observatory out there yeah. too, and that was pretty cool. Um, we had we had good views of that, and then if you had good binoculars, you could see the Buddhist temple way out in. Oh wow! I can't remember what town it was in, but you could see it from binoculars from the dorm room. So it was it was kind of cool. UMass, I have really fond memories of UMass. Yeah. I uh, I wanted out after two years, but my mother threatened to shoot me with a shotgun. No, and, uh, so I've, I stayed. I miss it a lot. But I graduated. Now, I am the reason why the average is 2.5. <laughs> I graduated well, thank you for that, though. Thank with you for a 2.14. My college transcript says 2.14. Don't you just need a 2.0 to graduate, though? You need 2.0 for BCC or to maintain Oh, I don't know. BCC, I oh, you graduated. I graduated. You graduated. You I got a degree. A That's it. That's all you need. That's, That's all you need. It's just not that bad. Yeah. yeah, no, you need a 2.0, but... Not a lot of people at lower than a 2.14 get out. When I first went to school, I was not serious about it. I had such shitty grades. I never went to class. I skipped finals. And then it honestly took me until I actually got kicked out for not having a high enough GPA for me to realize I was like, okay, uh, 
I'm really going to focus now. And I had to meet with them, an advisor, every week. I had to do extra tutoring. They ha- There was a whole contract I had to go by to, for me to stay in school. Mm. And obviously, I had to keep up with a GPA. And ever since then, I started getting all A's in the rest of my classes because I felt so stupid for getting kicked out of school for not doing well. No. So that was like my waker-upper for that. And I just applied to get into the OTA program, which hopefully, um, you know, you get waitlisted, then you find out. It's a very competitive program. Then you find What's out. What's OTA again? Sorry. Occupational Therapy Assistant Program. There it is. Yep. And that's something that would start in the fall. So I have a while to Tilt that find thing out. Tilt that up. There you go. I know it keeps falling a little bit. You can tighten the little thing on the side there on your right. Down. There you go. Down, 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 down. No, no, no. By your right hand. Oh, this thing. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. That's good right here. There you go. That's better. It's okay. It <laughs> <laughs> works right here. Yeah, I have uh, I I have fond and horrifying memories of UMass. Did you do the Did you do the uh, the frat thing? I heard you mention frat before. But no, I the thing is, um, I'm not sure what the fraternity scene was like when you were there. But when I was there, it was like the fraternity kids and like the Greek life, and then everybody else, and they were sort yeah. of looked down upon. By the general populace, yeah, um, and then they sort of had their own little community, and they had like a network with the other fraternities, yeah, and other chapters or whatever with other colleges. But there was there was a significant amount of of uh, the rest of the university sort of yeah, no, disliking I, them. When I was, I, I don't know if it was similar or dissimilar to that, but when I was there, the Greeks were out of fucking control. Yeah, and I remember a buddy of my, we went down there to pledge. Well, not th- we weren't going to pledge, but we were going to go on the pledge night or whatever and uh we got all shit-faced and uh we were like it wasn't that far a walk down the hill to fraternity row especially not when you're drunk but it was like oh man we're too drunk to walk we better take the car oh <laughs> my god <laughs> so we go down the hill we go to the first place and it was just like a fucking movie now you got a picture of me. I had real long hair, and uh, I think I put on a tie, but I'm not sure I had a collared shirt on. And my buddy was kind of simple. He was a little more clean cut than me. Literally, they opened the door to at the first place. They went and shut the door. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, just gonna let two guys. We in. went back up the hill and. <laughs> had a drink and we weren't really looking to be in a frat we were just yeah. looking for the experience of what the whole what it was all about first place we went to we were not invited in and yeah, said you know what them. that's probably what it's all about <laughs> see the same actual physical frat houses that were there when you were there yeah. are still there and they were there when i was there yeah and they're nasty they're not yeah. like movies now it looks like it looks like a crack house yeah right no, so they're gross. not in good shape <laughs> and they're still occupied by oh yeah, yeah. Wow, oh man. yeah yeah I've i can't remember a lot of <laughs> frat parties because my cousin dave that's the whole reason why i would go v- to UMass Amherst so much to visit because Dave went there, Mike's brother. And he was in a frat, so 
yeah, all those frat houses are gross. But oh, they, sure. the parties were fun though. I don't think I've ever been to a party other than frat parties. At UMass? Yeah. Really? That's too bad. Yeah, we were we used to have crazy I mean, I know like Orchard Hill had kind of a yeah, reputation the well, of being Dave, I'd go out with Dave. They kinda had a reputation of being lame, but man, every weekend there was a keg or a some kind of fucking I forget what they call the parties where you roll down the you pay everyone pays five bucks to get in and there's a different drink in every room and I forget what those are called. But uh it just was not a fucking high focus on academia no, <laughs> when no, I was no. there. Zoom ass, you know. You know what uh, I mean? Yeah, it was literally zoom ass, even the quiet places, you know. And I did not spend a lot of time down in Southwest. I'm not even really familiar with the lay of the land down there. I know that there was the tall towers. And Joe always tells me about Southwest. I had no, I never made it down there, and I managed to kill trillions of brain cells <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't job. have to go to southwest <laughs> you know but hey i got out with a ba in english and uh i didn't use my college degree until a year and three months ago when i got finally hired for a real job i was a painting contractor hey, forever and the guy was happy to hear that i had a college degree and 30 years experience in the industry and i got an estimator job yeah, and that's I'm, one thing about Thank God I'm good at learning how to use never goes away. software. And uh, I got a real job. I'm 50 for the first time in my life. It's fucking bizarre. I don't mind it either. The only problem is, is you know, in my previous life, yeah, in my previous life, uh, if I felt like leaving at 2 or 2.30, I would leave. You know, I work for myself. And now it's like, God damn it. Yeah, but for the man. I mean, when I was selling life insurance, I was an independent contractor. Yeah. And I, I didn't like doing that at all because mainly taxes yeah. are such a pain in the ass. It's so well, much easier that, for the yeah. W2, W4, and it just takes care of everything for yeah. you. If you're an independent contractor, you gotta you got to be very smart yeah. with how much you spend, how much you save, how much you allot. Yeah. I, I prefer getting that tax refund, I, hear you I have to say. I don't get a refund because I don't file. Okay. I uh, <laughs> I uh, I used to I paid my taxes when I was an independent contractor, and I all there were years where I would write one hundred and forty thousand dollar tax checks at the end of the year. There were years when I would write thirty thousand yeah. dollar tax checks at the end of the year. Now I claim six and don't file. <laughs> <laughs> they still take taxes out, of course. and I'm sure they'll catch up to me eventually. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I won't go to jail. They can put me on a plan. You know what I mean? Claim six and don't file. It works. I get hmm. my my net is <laughs> no. my net is twelve hundred a week and I take home over a grand a week. It's beautiful. You know what I mean? It's the smallest amount of money I've made in twenty years or more, but like you said, it's a steady paycheck. Yeah, That's the cool consistent. thing about the W two. And I don't have to worry about it. And uh God love my boss. He's got a happening little construction company. He owns a constru a drywall and construction company, and he started a painting division. And uh, we started it from the ground up, me and another guy. And uh, we went from zero sales 
And last year we did 1.8 million. Oh wow! And what? this January we've already done two million. So are you the only estimator? Uh, my direct supervisor is technically also an estimator, but he's okay. also the general manager and project uh, oh, project right. manager. So where I will do, say in a month, I'll bid on 20 projects. He might bid on one or two. You guys are like a design bid build, not a design build? No, 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 no. No design building going on. We okay. bid on the painting work for someone who would be doing design build. Or okay. But we gotcha. but these general contractors all bid on... Like, the, we have people that do design build that we bid on, but there's so few and far between. We give bids to general contractors who invite us to bid on projects that they're bidding on because they don't know what the painting aspect costs. And then our sister company does drywall... Uh, metal framing, acoustic ceilings, okay. doors, so bathroom the whole, accessories. The whole they don't. They just don't do. <coughs> they just don't do uh, mechanicals. They don't do HVAC, plumbing, and. <coughs> but <coughs> what we're finding is is that we wanted to package the painting in with that other package: the drywall, the framing, right. the ACT, the doors, the hardware. That's not how these. Once they're awarded the projects, that's not how the GCs buy it out. They buy out the painting a week or a month before they need the painting. And that's at the end of the job. The shit's barely on the schedule. You know what I mean? So they're not they're disinterested in buying the painting early in the process. So for a, pr a good example is there's a hotel on the wharf in Newport that's being excavated right now. Um, it's going to start going up and we won the paint and contract on it. I started work on that bid February of last year. I got awarded the contract. It's like 198 grand two weeks ago. And I won't, my guys won't be painting there until November and it'll be done in March or April of next year. It's a big building. It's not that big a building. But what I'm saying is is the process from when you're first invited to bid to yeah. the end game is over two years. Wow. It's two years. Well, it's crazy. You also don't want to underestimate or overestimate it. So well, you gotta be careful. There's thirteen other yeah. people yeah. bidding. And on you it. gotta compete And they with take them. what they usually do if someone is as X amount of percent, say eight, nine percent. 10% way too low than the majority of bids. They usually throw that out. And then the last three compete against each other. And then the final round, there's like a whole, wow. it's a whole rounds going. But we've, we've gone from not having any idea what these cost to figuring out the formula. And right now we are in the final three on everything we bid on. Oh, good. Oh, so go. now it's really just a matter of salesman skills and yeah. negotiating yeah. skills, which Connection. is my short suit because that in my previous life as a uh, contractor, uh, somebody would call me to give them a price. I would go and give it to them and tell them, look it, I hope you're getting three or five other bids. I'll be the guy in the middle. I'm not going to be the lowest. I'm not going to be the highest. And if they didn't call me back within a week, I wouldn't even follow up. 
now I have to follow up because I'm because yeah. <laughs> somebody else is putting money into paying me to figure out what these cost, and then going and selling yeah. the job. I'm sure, so someone I would happily take that job too if you don't. You know what I mean? If you don't pursue it, yeah, it would be hard to fill fill my shoes because they would have to pay. They would have to lure somebody away from a good job already to fill that like they would have to pay someone more than they pay me i'm not i'm not bitching about what i get paid because i'm growing with the company it's, it was a new company when i joined you know what i mean so as i as the company grows my paycheck will grow yeah. you know what i mean yeah, and I'm, yeah, yeah. but i'm also not accountable because i have a superior in between me and the owner <laughs> who supposedly checks everything i do i also check everything he does we're a team but i'm not accountable for shit. I helped figure out the math. Yeah. And we're there. We figured the formula out. Now, like I said, it's just a matter of building relationships, being able to uh, get last look at something, like convincing somebody to give us last look. Like, listen, if we're not the lowest price, tell me what the lowest price is and at least give me a chance to match it. You know what I mean? That's what the relationship building aspect mm -hmm. is about what I'm doing. You know what I mean? So it's very interesting. The, con the commercial construction game is brutal. It's fucking brutal. At first, I didn't like it. I didn't like it because I was like, I don't like these guys. I don't like anyone I'm working with or around. or That's all about the money, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? Everything's all about the money. Yeah. When I worked for myself, I could pick and choose what I did. If someone hired me, great. If they didn't, great. You know what I mean? <laughs> So I don't, I don't feel particularly stressed at work. I'm the only guy in the building who's not stressed. You know what I mean? I like what I do. I'm basically a numbers cruncher. And once in a while, I got to... I don't schmooze, but once in a while, I got to talk fast. You know what I mean? That's about it. it. If it's up to me at the end to actually get the fucking thing sold, you know? But it's fun because I went from thinking that a twenty or thirty thousand dollar paint job was huge. To now, I'm like, that's a small job. You know what I mean? Because we're on the brink of selling four hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand dollar paint jobs that are going to take a crew of four guys to do mm. a year and a half to do. Hell yeah! You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting job, but uh, you know, it's not very fulfilling. <laughs> Which is fine. Again, steady paycheck, right? That's all that yeah. matters. Steady paycheck. What What would fulfill you? Better than being broke. Sort of through that line of work, or just in general. I don't. I don't think anything in that line of work would oh, fulfill okay. me. What I used to like about what I did was, I would provide a quality. My thing was with when I dealt with homeowners with my own business was. Yeah. I, uh, I want you to hire me to paint the outside of your house and then never call me again because it won't need to be painted again because I used top-of-the-line materials and yeah. did, it at, did it right. And, yeah, if you need your kitchen or a bedroom painted, yeah, give me a call and tell your friends I was good to you. But the business model with residential painting companies around here is we're going to paint your house this year and then call us in two years when it needs to be painted again. That was never my business model. So I'm a terrible businessman. Wow. You know or, what I mean? What I wanted to do was deliver service what I wanted to do was deliver the best product I could yeah. at the cheapest price and yeah. pay my crew. The biggest crew I ever had was 11 guys. 
and that was only for about two years. And then I had varying crews. By the time I got through through with 2008, killed my residential business. I ended up going into not a technical on paper tax purposes partnership, but a partnership with one of my friends who actually took. He actually does Joe's work now because I used to do Joe's work. But he and I helped each other. And we, whoever's job it was, you know what I mean? Whoever's customer it was you were working for, just paid the other guy by the hour, and we kind of helped each other. But we weren't really a partnership on paper. We just paid each other fucking yeah. traded 1099s at the end of the year. and You know what I that mean? Works. So that worked for us. I didn't have guys working for me. When I, when I finally made the leap to go work for the man, I didn't have any employees. Huh. Oh, good. So, so you didn't have to. What? So what? 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 what, what curiously enough, sticks with me is you, you'd have someone and you would paint the outside of their house and you'd be yeah. like, "You don't have to call me again because I know that it's going to work." Well, Nothing. no, no, call me if you need me. Well, but they you, didn't you were confident in the quality of your work. A lot of things totally. today you, aren't like that. Like the concept of leasing a car. You get a car for two years. You come back, buy another one. Your cell phone yeah. is programmed to break once they release a new update. Everything they get you once. And then again and again and again and again. Yeah. Few things you like buy at one time and then you're good. Yeah. Again, like not a good business get model. A paint but job yourself, you're like, all right, I want this done well. I don't want to have to get this painted again for a long time or, you know, I want it to look good. And yeah. Be good quality. Make so it that's what you kind of did for your people. You're like, that's because that's what you would want for yourself. Right. Yeah, everything else. Well, you I just buy it again. My it thing was is because the best customers were people who were referred from hap other happy customers. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have much experience with bad customers once in a while, but because when you get down to referral based rather than you know advertise, that was the other thing. But the residential painting game it was hard to advertise. The best advertising was. You know, referrals from other mm -hmm. people. Plus, I also had a relationship with the local Sherwin-Williams store, the guy who ran it I graduated high school with, so he yeah, gave my card to everybody. So that was good. So that was, I was able to, that afforded me to be able to just go, go about business the way I wanted to. I never wanted to screw anyone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, it seems like this commercial game is, they don't give a fuck. Quality is not at the optimum, which is fine. I can deal with it. Oh, it's, it's not really my name. Consumer. All I do is mm -hmm. I read plans for a living. The plans come in. I download them into my computer. I color them with a mouse, figure out what all the square footage and linear footages is, put it into another program, figure the price out, and boom, there's the price. And then we have to figure out, you know, personality-wise how to fucking sell it, you know? I took an estimating class when I was in college, yeah. and um, one of our classes, we actually spent a little bit of time, like, um, oh, what the hell was it? So there, there's this thing, I don't know, have you heard of something called the coastline paradox? I've never heard of it. All right, so if you picture, the basic theory is that you can't actually, like, with estimating, it's all about measuring exactly how much things are going to cost, the exact yeah. size of things. Yeah. Um, the, the paradox is that you can't actually accurately measure the coastline of a country. If you take the coastline of the United States, you know, the whole shape mm -hmm. of the U.S., and you measure it in increments of 100 miles, 
you'll get a number and it'll, it'll have two zeros in the end of it because it'll be divisible by 100 mile increments. And if you sort of zoom in, you'll see the coastline kind of squiggle around those straight yeah. 100 mile increment lines. Now, if you go into one mile increments, it'll be a larger number of miles. Sure. You get what I'm yeah. saying? So say the coastline in 100 mile increments of the U.S. is, I have no idea, but say 10,000 miles. Right. And then if you... If you zoom into one mile increments, to all the crags, yeah, and you'll get a little more. But the number will jump up to like sixteen thousand four hundred and something miles. Sure. If you go into one foot increments, now Forget the number is going to be like twenty thousand miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll be even more accurate if you zoom into one inch. But the number keeps jumping higher and higher. Right. The more precise you get. So where do you sort of draw the line? How big is a coastline of any country? There's really no way to actually well, know. Certainly, yeah. It's different when all you're doing is measuring straight drywall walls and the number of doors and door frames. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because those things don't have in and outs. But hey, guys, um, we've been doing this for two hours. Oh, wow. And uh, I know you guys have only been here. You guys have been here over an hour and 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. which is great. Um, Nine o'clock is when I turn into a pumpkin. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I appreciate you having so us. I got. I'm glad you guys came, and I want you guys to come again. Um, we but will. I have to uh, dump the in and out music and get this thing up on the internet. And uh, got a little Taco Bell on the way home. No, <laughs> there'll be no Taco Bell. Taco hey, Bell, my Taco name is Hill. Al. That's Gabby. That's Bye. Ivan. Joe's all the way upstairs. Thank you for listening to show 101 of Kind of Right. Uh, anything to add, anybody? Nope. Uh, a great night. We'll come back soon. Thank you. Good night, Waterbury. Good night.